different party corps, LSD with a gerbil bereavement. One, two, three, psychiatrist, ketamine, anyone? I said, never pooped in an encyclopedia. Dad, 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 can we get a little kitty with a gay, 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 gay wrestling promoter? We rocked his sleep with our extra light bone. This is my worst holiday. This week's episode, again, is brought to you by Amazon. That's right, the big dog. Hey, if you're going to buy something from Amazon, go to my website, myworstholiday.com, and click the link. You're going to buy something anyway. And by doing this, you're going to support our podcast, which we can do greater or bigger things with. It's all going to go back towards our podcast. So, hey, give us some money. You wanted to buy some shit anyway, so buy it through my website. So uh, it took me forever to get it. Oh. Or go on my wish list and buy me something, and right. then we can double dip. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, because I get a gift. Well, I like to double dip. Yeah. I did then, that once in college. And then we make money. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. We're also brought to you by the mattress company Purple. Hey, there's no pressure if it's purple. I got that from them. Yeah, I yeah. saw those commercials. They, that's they a, are fantastic. They I have a, a purple mattress. They have a hundred. They have a hundred day return policy. That's that's outstanding. So you folks need to buy a whole bunch of stuff so I can get a purple mattress. Exactly. Somebody, uh, you also got to get the sheets. The sheets are a. Uh, um, I would get them in purple. I would. You can get them in purple. I you can get them purple. in gray. You can get them in white. They're actually a. Uh, they're a bamboo um, spandex. So they're really stretchy, uh, so they don't come off your uh, off your bed. They might come on your bed. Where the same thing in is that right? Yeah. Oh, fantastic! They may come on your bed, but not off. So anyway, uh, go to my uh, go to myworstholiday.com and click either one of those links. I'm working on getting a couple other affiliates. We'll see what happens in the future. Um, But other than that, um, let's get on with the show. From a room next to my bathroom in my basement, this is My Worst Holiday, a podcast about your worst date, your worst funeral, your worst re- wedding reception, wedding, bucket, party, whatever it was, anything that's after the fact. If it's a story and it's funny, we want to hear it. Today we have a very special guest. We have Chris Lunati. Lunati. From, from the broadcast wow. basement. Apparently wow. this family used to be local. Uh, they uh, had a restaurant in Lad. A supper club. Supper club. That's right. Lunati supper club. Yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Welcome, man. Well, first of all, yeah, uh, Lanuti's has been around uh, since uh, almost when Lad was established. My uh, my great grandfather Armando came over on the boat from Armando. Italy, and uh, he was like working in a in a coal mine there. A Polish and he decided this is ridiculous. I'm not I'm not doing this. I'm, I, this I bet it's a cherry country. coal mine. So yeah. he started a sandwich shop that turned into that. Oh, there's uh, there's mines all over. Yeah, we were just talking about the the cherry mine uh, disaster. Uh, we had a uh, Amy Lyle on, and she's uh, she wrote a book. Uh, and uh, we was talking to her about a book that was written here uh, locally about the cherry uh, mine disaster. And I wonder if that's uh, it's probably where your grandpa worked. Yeah, it's possible. I know that he was there, and he decided this is uh, this is not for me. He put the whole family in the, in the back of the of the sandwich shop. He eventually turned it into a bar. I know it was like a speakeasy during uh, Prohibition. They used to hole cut in the floor behind the bar at Lanuti's, and they would have like rocks down there. And my grandfather, because it was my great grandfather, started my grandfather. His job as a kid, when the, when the police would come in for a raid, was to throw the jugs of alcohol that they had that were in glass bottles down the hole behind the the bar, so that uh, they could get rid of the evidence right away that was his job it's like a 10 year old is just and, throw and bottles down, down the hole it's a shame it's not there anymore yeah yeah I, I guess it's called the thirsty frog now or something like that hey everybody on facebook live uh you're just joining us uh, we have uh chris lanuti from the broadcast basement on with us and uh his family was local they owned a uh, place in lad lanuti supper club and yes. yep absolutely yes. well, and, and, and now and and now the one of the descendants of uh, Lanudis is a, a podcaster. Uh, the broadcast basement, just to give you guys a little bit of background on us, is uh, it's four guys. We're friends. We sit down at my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement on the south side of Chicago. We literally sit around a bar that I built down here. There's microphones sitting right on top of it. We drink beer. We talk about our like being dads. Uh, we all have kids. 
They're all ridiculously stupid. Um, <laughs> they range in age from from nearly thirteen all the way down to like a baby. Uh, we have we have all these different children's stories that we can share. We don't hold back talking about it. It's probably one of those things that uh, there would be a certain section of this country would think we're just a little bit too hard on our children, but I think that's a good thing. And um, and and now it is after almost three hundred episodes. If you if you take all the ones on Podbean and all the other places we've been at for the last ten years, we brand out we actually just launched a bunch of other shows out of it so the kids are getting their own show called growing up on a podcast which is going to be awesome that debuts this week we just finished our 10th show uh for the white Sox called socks in the basement uh we've had several people from wgn on um and also uh oh really because I, I reached out Talk to, to it's been great I reached out to Pat Thomas Sulo and I, I think he must have just told me to go fuck myself because he never said anything back <laughs> Hey, thank you for calling 911. You're the fifth caller. You win a free cop ride. Yeah, we know nobody. Uh, we get, uh, we, we get, uh, you know me now. Uh, come on. Awesome. We, we get independent wrestlers. Yeah, we get uh, independent wrestlers. No, we got Amy Lyle. She's an author. Yeah, she was I'm awesome. Uh, we've got, we had uh, Patty Rossborough and uh, Carrie Caravis, two great comedians out of New York. Uh, the, the, uh, Carrie, yeah. she was on uh, Kevin Can Wait this last year. Kevin Goatee. He's a Kevin Goatee, a comedian. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So. That's good. That's good. Yeah, uh, did you did you hear my nine one one joke? Yeah, so they, that's what the broadcast. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. You know what? For some reason, I hate to say this. Uh, the the audio cuts out every once in a while. I don't know if it's because we're is that right? Or not, it's because we're uh, in a room. I am I am following about ninety percent of what you guys are saying, and I'm hoping it's the funny parts. Okay, no, you were talking about uh, being a DJ, and then they, then you went to being a nine one one operator. I said, thank you for calling nine one one. You're the fifth caller. <laughs> ones i i was in training i had this guy who was real serious sitting next to me and a guy calls up on 911 and he starts he starts screaming on the phone he goes he goes my wife is pointing a motherfucking gun at my motherfucking head <laughs> and he just like screams it and i just i just i'm just i'm just like right away i'm thinking to myself like what do i tell this guy he's like what do i do and i said say you're sorry like that's the first thing i said and the guy goes what i'm like say you're sorry and he, and, he, and he goes, I'm sorry, baby, I'm sorry. And I hear her, like, saying, I saw you with so-and-so, and you were doing this, and you're cheating on me. And I'm like, say it wasn't you. And the guy goes, what? I'm like, Shaggy said in the song, say it wasn't you. The guy who's training me next to me fell out of his chair laughing hysterically. This is an actual 911 tape. If only, if now, now you can't subpoena it. It's been more than 10 years. But I actually was like, like Shaggy said, say it, say it wasn't, wasn't you. you. He's like, it wasn't me. I'm wasn't like, me. denial is not just a river in Egypt. Keep saying that or we're on the way. And that was like one of my first 911 calls when I was in training. Denied, so denied, the DJ denied. The 911 stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, right out of the yes, gates. Yes. All right. I think we're going to get along, Chris. That was right out of the gates. That's fantastic. <laughs> So, so what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to tell you guys like about some some horrible vacation that I had or something. You know, anything oh, yeah. anything's good. Just like uh, just like what you did there, man. Uh, work story, yeah, whatever. work stories, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't oh, have well, to be. I, I got, I got my my favorite. Listen, the, the show was my worst holiday. I was sitting around, I was talking to my wife, and she was like, "What are you going to tell me? You're going to tell them about the time that we 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 took the trip out east to stay with your cousin, and halfway there, the, all the kids got lice, and we we put all the clothes in like plastic bags." And we washed out their hair in the one hotel, and then we didn't want to tell her that they had lice, so we just basically kept all the bags in the back of the truck for three days and, and hoped that the lice died right. and, and never told her that, that, that we had lice. And I was like, Dad, it's a good one, but that isn't, that isn't the best one. The best one is we took a trip to Italy when um, early on with these kids. I have Now my daughter is almost 13 years old and my son is, is 10, and I have a third one that's three. He's the whoopsie. I took my wife on a uh, trip to Hawaii for our 10-year anniversary and came back with the most expensive souvenir I could think of. You went, you okay. went top shelf. So, little whoopsie wasn't there. 
That uh, apparently, 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 a lot of people don't know this. Uh, semen makes babies. Yes, it does. Yeah. it's incredible <laughs> that it does that. I never, I never knew that, and uh, I don't. I don't think I even figured it out until the third child, which is why I have three now. When my wife gets like frisky, I just tell her to stay away from me, and yeah. we have not had another child since. There you you go. get a laminate with a picture of one of your kids on, and she'll never come near you. <laughs> I always say they should send me to schools before prom, and you would see teenage pregnancies drop immediately. I would just sit there and tell them how quickly and how easily it is to make a baby. Okay? There are people, I mean, you hear these people all the time. They're always like, I'm trying so hard to conceive. I never planned any of this. No, uh -uh. Sudden, I just went out, had a couple of beers, and they're, she's calling me up saying I'm pregnant. That's how all three of them happened. So. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we planned, and I knew, like, right after, I was like, ah! And you're pregnant. I uh, <laughs> I own a, I own a DJ business, and I'll I, take I, I, I'll take my kids with me, like to weddings and stuff like that, or I'm like school back. dances. My water. And uh, I mean, that's the best birth control in the world, because after we're done there, he's like, I don't even want to have sex after this. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I, the the best that I can do is uh, just pretend that I, I just I, now I pretend to go to sleep. I do the opposite of what uh, women used, you know, women used to do to me is pretend to go to sleep. Now I pretend to go to sleep just to avoid having a fourth child. Okay, yeah. after 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 three, uh, I'm done. That's it. I, I was gonna say, haven't you seen all the billboards around uh, Chicago? But then I'm like, oh wait, Lanuti, you're Catholic, so you can't do that. <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> So are you guys getting a delay with me? Because I'm getting one with you. It's weird. Yeah, we get, we, we get delays quite a bit. My uh, We just edit out the delays then on the podcast, so it looks like we're flowing and wonderful. Yeah, I just edited it all out in post. Okay, I feel bad because there's been times where I realize, there's times that I realize that I'm talking and you're saying something I've completely talked over you, so I'm sorry about that. No biggie at all. Hey, Ann Denault's watching. There's our female fan. Hey, Ann. There's our fan. <laughs> and George Perkins, uh, who just sent me Hi, a message. Ann. Who just sent me? I gotta play this. Uh, I gotta play this. Go uh, ahead, George. Well, wait a second. You gotta hear this. I went to high school with George in uh, in Mendota, and we called him Gator back then, because he was from Florida, and we weren't that clever. <laughs> no, he hunts gators. Awesome. I don't What's think going he on there, gators. Gator? I'd, I'd, like think he does. Down, I'd like to go down there and hunt pigs if I only knew how to. to uh... Yeah, here's uh, here's what he said. Sign uh... me up for the podcast, please. <laughs> Hold on. Could you hear it? I heard it. I heard it. Okay. Yeah. Sign me up for the podcast, please. We'll do, George. Coming up, buddy. Our producer, Tony, has stepped in. Our producer, my chihuahua, has joined us. So, uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Excellent. So, where, where'd we leave off? I had to go get my water. I <laughs> I used to drink scotch during no, uh, these, fine. but I um, cannot so... do that. And, yeah, that's how the shit show started. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we don't. No more drinking for Mr. Holiday during the show. <laughs> I once, I once gave up beer for Lent and instead just drank scotch for 40 days, and that was a mistake. How could that ever possibly be a mistake? I once took an edible 45 minutes before our first <laughs> podcast and didn't remember the second one. <laughs> I had to listen to it. I'm like, man, I don't remember Yeah, he any didn't remember this. anything. We had this lovely girl from Canada. He's like, what was that about? <laughs> awesome. Like, God damn it. Now i got to listen so to it. So anyway, we was talking about the uh, you was on the uh, the Italian vacation. Uh, you had the one that uh, you had whoopsie. You yeah, didn't have yeah. whoopsie yet. No, I had not had whoopsie. I had a two and a half year old. I had my daughter, and I had my uh, three month old son. And I knew that the vacation was going to be bad the moment that we landed, and my ear was killing me. It was something like the pilot came down in Rome just way too fast, and I knew right away like something had gone wrong in my ear. And I'm going to be there for three weeks. And now the ear is killing me. Then I get in the car and I got a stick shift because I convinced myself that I could still drive stick because I did it in college. And that was just, I'm just, 
car's going back and forth, and I can't get it into gear. I'm swearing at the car. I've been up all night. It's like a 10-hour flight, and we finally drive up to where we're supposed to be in Montione, Italy. And we're there for a couple days. It's beautiful. And then kids get in the way, because that's what kids do on trips. Right, kids right. Kids fuck up all trips. Okay? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that and, Vacation and was a biography. Is, I'm sorry, say that again? <laughs> a lot of people don't know that the movie Vacation was actually a biography. Documentary. Documentary. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I, my daughter is the queen of fucking up trips. I've been to more emergency rooms with her than, than I've been to more emergency rooms for her than I've been for myself, okay? And this was her first time, okay? Now, in many other years, she has fucked up trips, but this was her first one, which was always her best, I always said. So she's two and a half years old, and she's jumping up and down on a bed, and, and, you know, my wife's like, knock it off. And she looks at her with, like, this look, like, I'm going to jump one more time. She jumps one more time. She bounces off the bed and smacks her head right on the tile floor oh. inside this little villa in Tuscany. And you can tell right away that it's bad. Yeah. She's hurt herself. Yeah. And, cut me, Mick. Cut and, me. And, you know, she's kind of got the snot knocked out of her. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so she... I, we're sitting there, we're looking at her for a little while, my parents were out there for the trip, and about a hey, half Adam. hour into it, she starts throwing up, and we're like, oh, she probably has a concussion, what are we going to do? I mean, Italy. Now, I haven't. I, I should have learned the language. You would think that with the last name Lanuti, I'd know the language. You, you might know the language, I yeah. I really slacked on learning the language. Yeah. And, you know, like, vino. I know the food, you know? <laughs> hey. I know, I, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm some vino. Chianti, okay? you know, yeah. Like, you know, little, it's like, Ciao, hey. And the doctor still won't let her go. And then Tab Sizemore gets pissed. 
Tom Sizemore starts yelling in Italian. I couldn't quote him because everything sounds like He's like, a Everybody been jumping on the bed? I've ever been in my entire life. Huh? Has everybody been jumping on the bed? Obviously, everybody. All the adults in Italy have been jumping on the bed. And only because some of them were playing with their 357s at the same time, because there were some pretty bad head wounds. Okay, so we go into this place, and I get in the elevator. Now, the elevator has piss in it. The elevator's got piss at least a half a foot of piss in it. Like, I'm sloshing in it, and it's just urine. You can just tell. It's in the elevator. Like, you would think it would... It would drain out into the elevator shift, but it stayed right in there, okay? Uh, a well-made elevator keeps the piss in, obviously. Yeah, that's, how the, that's how the Italians made it. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So um, so, so we, we, get off, we get off the floor, and now we walk through this, like, horror show, which is the children's wing, which they have they have all these Disney characters, but they're not real Disney characters. They're, they're like, their interpretation of them. So it's like walking through a funhouse mirror that are more scary than anything I've ever seen. And they get her in there, and she's passed out by this point. I'm all freaked out because I can't understand anything anybody's saying. They lay her on a table. Everybody's like, now the the doctor's yelling. Everybody's screaming. Everybody's yelling. They're they're hooking her up to stuff. They can't get her to wake up. I'm like, oh, my God, what's wrong with my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter? And here comes my wife walking down the hallway with my wife and my father. And I stop them, and I go, don't worry. I've been studying my Italian for the last two months. I understand everything they're saying. It'll all be fine. My mother turns around and walks away. or My my wife turns around and walks back with my father. I look at my mother. I go, Mom, I can't understand a fucking word anybody's saying here. I don't know what's wrong. (laughs) I just lied to my wife, and I don't know what the hell's going on. (laughs) So eventually they, like, take her for the CAT scan, and they put me in this room. And it's like I'm in a room with 20 other people with their children. And I can just stay overnight. And there's an exit door to an alley in the room. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, somebody's going to take the little blonde girl from from America, just just, just carry her out to the street. So I have to stay up the whole night. And I passed out right around the time that the sun was coming up, I remember. And I wake up and guess what's happening next to me? She's jumping on the fucking bed. Shit. And she's and jumping the on the fucking the bed. Because, yeah, that's what she's doing. Oh. So she was fine. But you know, the only reason we got out of that, the only reason we got out of the hospital, which is the little epilogue today story, is that we're sitting there in the hospital, and they don't want to let us go because they're trying to figure out who's going to pay the bill. And the guy shows up from the villa, a nice young guy. I can't remember his name, but I mean, like he had one of those, he had one of those, uh, you know, Italian right. names. Just well, uh, Giuseppe and, 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 and all, like, yeah, and and all on here. She says that she wants to hear more about Fabio. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and uh Clay Ponder from Powercast 97.9 Powercast has joined us. He's amazing. We're on uh, actually we're playing oh, on his awesome. radio station right now. Uh one of our episodes is playing right now. Oh cool. Yeah. So not this oh, one. That's awesome. This one will be on there, yes. but it's not on there right now. Something else is. So uh, Did you offer him 4 million lire cuz that's like 38 awesome. cents. All right, well, I'm I'm throwing another. I'm throwing another. Uh, check out the broadcast basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Plug it. Yeah, there you go. Check out the broadcast basement <laughs> podcast. There you go. Broadcast basement. Right, so, no numbers. But the best part was is that to get out of the hospital. To, to get out of the hospital, the the uh, this guy he sits there and he goes, uh, "I'll get you out of the hospital." And he looks over and he sees this young nurse and he takes his wedding ring off. The Italian guy and he goes. Hold this for me. Real huh? calm. And he walks over and he sweet talks the nurse. 
And the next thing you know, she's he's writing his phone number down, and he gives it to her, and then she gives him a phone number, and then hands him the bill. He walks back to us and just rips the bill in half. He goes, come on, let's go. I gave her a bum phone number. My wife would be so pissed if I if she knew what I just did. And he puts the <laughs> ring on it and walks out. Like, we didn't have to pay the bill. What this fucker look like? Was this, and, uh, you know, was this the Fabio right, guy? Right. We paid like... the bill. We, right, we is what we did. It was uh, that's what we did. We paid it in so, love. So the CPI of Italy is now looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> Interpol's Interpol's on you. Well, you know what? They're still Italy's still Italy's still looking for me. That was the thing. That was the craziest thing because all of like two weeks later. When we were at the end of the trip, we got into a car accident where a motorcycle driving in uh, – Rome is terrible. You drive through Rome. There's no traffic laws. Some guy driving in the opposite direction of the street slammed into my car. And, and he wasn't even in, he wasn't even going the right way. And he, he was carrying around his own, uh, like his, his own police report because he obviously crashes in the cars all the time. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he's standing there and he starts yelling at me in Italian. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like, I pulled off to the side of the road, and I'm like, I can't understand a fucking word you're saying. And immediately, he just snaps into English, and he's like, Oh, oh, you're American. Oh, just sign this police report here, and it'll all go away. And I said, What are you out of? I'm not, I'm not signing this fucking police report. You're out of your mind. I'm not doing that. Right. So he's like, he's like, he's like, Okay, we'll wait for the police. And I, and I, and you know, 20 minutes later, the police show up. So now this is the best. This is why Interpol is actually looking for me. And this okay. has always been a joke <laughs> amongst my family. Like I can't go back to Italy. The police officer shows up and doesn't speak any English. So oh, so this guy's translating. English, and he's got some high school girl who's earning credit who's going to translate. And she tells me, I can, I can speak your language and I can understand it, but I'm terrible at reading it. That's what she tells me at the beginning. So the, 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 the police officer sits there and tells me I got to give him 50 euros for it to go my way. That's what, that's what I get told. Well, that's fair. 50 euros for it to go my way. I'm totally shaken down on the streets of Rome. So I'm like, well, I got my two little kids in the car. It's 110 degrees in Rome in July. Here's your 50 euros. I just want to go. And then I'm supposed to write something down on the piece of paper. And I'm supposed to admit my guilt, but he's going to let me go. So what I did is I wrote in English. Like, this police officer shook me down. He took 50 euros off of me. I wrote everything in English, but I didn't use any numbers when I was writing. I wrote the entire thing, and I'm like, you'll get, I'll, I'll pay this ticket on a cold day in hell, and I write the entire thing in English. And then the girl looks at me, and she, like, she, 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 he gives it to her, and she leans over next to me. She goes, what does it say? And I go, it says I'm really sorry, and I was wrong, and I'm happy to appear in court in two weeks, and uh, this, it was totally my fault, and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, all right, you can leave. And I left. And man, they called all the time. The State Department called my house at one point, and they were laughing. And they're like, man, they're really pissed at you. And I'm like, are you going to deport me? And they're like, no, we don't do that with Italy. Like, <laughs> Please tell me, why didn't you just sign it, George Costanza? I did a lot of pasta, too, but that was a great trip. Oh, yeah. you yeah, That's a good point. You just, just signed it, George Costanza. Gee, I think I lost you guys. No, 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 we're still here. We can hear you. Can you hear us? Oh, maybe not. <laughs> we can bring him back. We'll call him back. Yeah, just saying. Well, uh, there we go. Let's kill the video. There we go. Can you hear us now? No. You should be happy. You can't see us. Now. Yeah, you can't see us now. <laughs> Can you hear us? <laughs> Call him back. All right, let's. Uh, we'll try calling him back here. And riveting on air. <laughs> riveting on air. Yeah, so I, I, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> we got Chris back, and uh, we gave up the video portion. Now we can hear him uh, audio anyway. Adam Mises joined us there a little bit ago. I didn't get to say hi to him. He's in the middle of the story. Adam, you're still going to have to come on here, fucker. Matt so, Miller. And Matt Miller. Matt Miller joined us. How's it going, Matt? <laughs> and uh, and continuing with Chris. So uh, apparently we, we got to finish the story with Interpol checking you out and trying to find you. We, yeah. were, we were hoping that you signed a police report, George Costanza. <laughs> uh, you know what i uh <laughs> i don't know if I, I don't think i i don't think i had to use my real name because they took my my passport while they were doing it like basically uh, the guy like takes the passport out of your hands and then he shakes you down it's like he's got my passport and i've got these two little kids in the car and my wife and i'm like what am i gonna do here so i had i basically i mean he did rip me off for 50 euros but then i was like i'm not i'm not at fault here so the police report basically actually described like it's not my fault this is what happened, and this guy shook me down. So it sounds so like later, uh, what happened was the car company. Yeah, it sounds like they had a con going on. Like this guy intentionally hits people, and then they call the cops, and then 
that's when you get shaken. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they got a scam going. Yeah, it's a, it sounded like that's what was happening, but then what was interesting about it is in the rental car company wanted me to pay for the damage. I'm like, I'm not at fault in this accident. And I and I and I told them what the date was, and they originally at the place was like, "Oh, we're going to go, we're going to go, and we're going to go to the court case, and everything that you showed us shows that it's not your fault, and the da- where the damages and everything like that, and the police report." And a police officer signed my version of the report that basically said it wasn't my fault. And then the, the rental car company <laughs> and then never he went. Shook you down. So the rental car company never went. Like two years later, I got people calling me from Italy trying to collect on this, and I'm like, "I'm not paying you for this." I'll give you. We always laugh in the family. Like if I go back to Italy, I have to cross over the Alps like the Swiss family or uh, what the, the, what's that silly ass movie with the the, the, whole, the Von Trapp family I gotta cross yeah, like the Von Trapp music. family over the, in the Italy now whenever I go yeah <laughs> you and Hannibal get, bring elephants bring elephants there you go cross on over into Italy history has taught us anything right. uh, elephants always bring, through the Alps. always bring elephants <laughs> that's right No, I don't have anything that crazy. I know, like, uh, I know, like, uh, they have like the same kind of laws in uh, Mexico as far as driving as they do in Italy. Apparently, uh, we went through Cancun and uh, we was using a shuttle, and that dude was all over the fucking joint and just, just cruising. Like everybody in the shuttle was like shitting their pants, and I was the only one back there going, "Yeah, go, woo!" I'm from Cuba. I'm from Cuba. <laughs> What are those Duke boys gonna do when next? they pick you up in Mexico? <laughs> when they pick you up in Mexico and they give you uh, a Corona for the drive from the airport to the resort, you realize that there are no rules there on the road. I mean, like when your driver is is pop is 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 taking is drinking beers with you in the shuttle from the airport till you get to wherever you're at in the Riviera Maya, you realize there's no rules, and you're passing jeeps where there's guys in the back with giant machine guns riding along in, in, in fatigues. At that point, it's, it's all up for grabs. Italy was crazy, but Mexico's super crazy. Yeah. yeah but, but your driver in Mexico has brown plaid pants and a purple striped shirt on. <laughs> Unbuttoned halfway down. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you got to hear Jay's joke when you was talking about uh, Fabio and taking on, like, who's going to go with you? Jay says, your wife said, here, hold my yeah. panties. I'll go. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I heard that part. Oh, okay. I heard that part. I, 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 chose, I chose to ignore Jay and just start rambling. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I heard it. <laughs> oh, it's like we're married. Uh, you know, the thing with Fabio was is that his whole thing in the, in the ambulance, all he did was just hit on the, the young girl that was in there. I mean, it was that, that was it. The only reason we even made it to the next place is because I was giving Tom Sizemore a hard time up, the Italian Tom Sizemore a hard time. Like, he stopped at a, I guess they don't, they don't run lights in Italy. The ambulances stop just like everybody else, even with their lights on. Really? And when my daughter passed out towards the end, when we were in the outskirts of, yeah, and when, when my daughter da- passed out at the end towards the outskirts of Empoli, I remember we stopped at a red light, and I'm like, why are we going through the light? And Fabio's the only one who can speak English, and he's like, and he asked, and he's like, oh, no, he can't. And I said, well, let him know that in America, well, the, the American drivers have balls enough to drive through the lights. But obviously, you guys, it's too, you're too scared to do it. Like, right. I, I challenged his manhood. Tom Sizemore drove over a curb. He almost <laughs> ran three cars off the road. Because like, Fabio turned around and was like, I'm bibbida bobba. And he's like, I'm bibbida bobba. And all of a sudden, we were off like a shot. So. <laughs> if we have if we have any Italian <laughs> listeners, um, I'd like to apologize. And <laughs> the name of this it's okay. I'm an Italian. I can get away yeah, with it. I'm the, Italian. I'm Italian. You can say whatever the, you want. Uh, I'm Italian, and my and my family owned an Italian restaurant in LaSalle County. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm a t- Don't worry about it. It's okay for us. It's our words. These are our words. Yeah. They're our words. We're allowed bibbidi to use bibbidi. them. Other people can't use them, but I can use bibbity bobbity. Okay, bibbity bobbity. Okay, bobbity. Let me. Let me. Yeah. I, I now have the title <laughs> yeah, we, of the podcast. We got the title I, of the podcast. Bibbity bobbity. <laughs> I think I just came up with a new podcast for the broadcast basement. Bibbidi-bobbidi? So we're going to have the broadcast basement, socks in the basement, growing up on a podcast, and bibbidi bobbity. Bibbidi bobbity. The Bibbidi bobbity podcast. <laughs> All we do is drink lemon 
cello and we pass out because that yeah. stuff will put you to sleep immediately. Yeah. Hey, Clay, I was just pitching See, this a fam- second ago. I don't know if you got to hear it, but I did a pitch for us. My family's from Czechoslovakia, and, and their thing is uh, they have this stuff called Bodovishka. Uh, you might know it as rocket fuel, right. <laughs> but it's like wintergreen, uh, wintergreen helicopter fuel is basically yeah yeah and you drink that stuff then you're like right on the edge of going blind if you drink a whole bunch of it awesome i like that it takes it right to the edge i'm from chicago we have this drink called malort which is oh yeah poured through through the ass crack of a bum and people drink it tastes like a spare tire from chicago yeah, I, yeah I we've had done many a shot of Malort. Yeah, it tastes it tastes like it's a, it tastes like a spare tire. Ugh. I did sound for an independent wrestling show, and, and so we had all the Chicago wrestlers to come down, and all the new guys they'd buy them a shot, and it would be that, and it's made of wormwood. Oh, is that what it's made? Yeah, out it's of? made out of wormwood. Okay. and and uh, despair, which goes good in gin. Ugh. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> so they you know they just hand you stick a hand out and you take a shot and you're like, boom, and it's like. You know, and it was fun to them. You know, the key is is just to no sell it, and then you oh. disappoint. Yeah, it tastes like you just licked a tire. I mean, that's what oh, it tastes like. Oh, it, it tastes like uh, like what tires burning so, smells like. If you've ever so you're, smelled you're, that, you're 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 a big you're a big wrestling fan. You go you went in for the independent wrestling. I did Sound Farm and stuff like that. Yeah, we also oh, had. Okay, uh, you know, I mean, if you're a big wrestling fan, you guys. You guys have a WWE diva from your neck of the woods. That Maria Canellis is from uh, Ottawa, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. She is. Yep. Um, we had uh, Christian Rose, an yes. independent wrestler, I on there. On several occasions, she was. Uh, she was the. She was. Uh, I want to say the. She was in the bridal party of my cousin uh, when when she got married a few years ago. I guess they're like best friends from Ottawa. Okay. Oh, cool. And I met her, and the entire time. She kept asking me questions like, who's your favorite wrestler? And I was like, CM Punk. I love CM Punk. CM Punk's hilarious. I didn't know that the two of them dated. Okay, I'm sitting there, and she's got a brand new, her brand new boyfriend who then turns out to be the guy she ends up marrying. I'm like, CM Punk this, CM Punk that. I love CM Punk. CM Punk's the best. Then later, somebody's like, you know, that was like her boyfriend. They didn't get along very well. And you just basically talked about it for like an hour and a half. I'm like, well, then I have no chance with Maria Canellis. Like, I just you get, cross her off my list. You know, Up until ask, then, I'm sure I had a good shot. Don't ask questions if you're not going to like the answer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, uh, Clay uh, Ponder, the guy who does the uh, PowerCast uh, 97.9, uh, he was a professional. He was an independent wrestler for about 13 years. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We were going to have him on. Uh, With a name like Clay Ponder, how could you not be a. a yeah, wrestler? exactly. Clay Ponder. There some, you go. Some guys have. Just Ladies names. and gentlemen, welcome to the ring. Clay Ponder. Some, some guys' real names are so good, and generally, the, the cooler the name is, like the natural name they have for wrestling yeah the worst wrestler did you know did you know the captain and tenille uh oh oh shit we lost him again hold on yeah 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 yeah, when we turn this off we'll we'll tell you who the worst guest ever was in case you ever get the whim to get him on yours yeah we've had a couple so uh yeah um so anyway you know we were talking about uh, the the different names of uh wrestlers and stuff like that and i was about to say did you know that the uh captain and tenille did you know like the captain's real name was like Daryl Dragon. Daryl Dragon. Yeah. He was also in a band called the Surf Punk. Oh. Yeah, Daryl Dragon. So, I mean, he had, like, the coolest fucking name anyway, and then he decided to call himself the captain. Well, that's what you get when you play keyboards. I guess so, yeah. He was, he's too, I can't use a cool <laughs> fucking name for a keyboardist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that name's I would, too good I would have stayed with his original name. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. It'd have been like the Captain and Dragon, you know, Did you or, 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 or uh, Tennille and the Dragon, you know, something like that. That would have been awesome. CC C. Deville got into Poison because right. because Slash refused because at one point they would like introduce themselves and Slash was originally offered a job. He's like, I just couldn't bring myself to come out and say, I'm Slash. I'm Slash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta... Hey everybody, I'm Slash. <laughs> <laughs> Tennille drank too much, Captain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Denault just said that. That's funny. Drank too much, Captain. You can never have enough. Time. I added a little to it, Ann. There you go. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Clay Ponder is a, a wrestler for 13 years. He did sound for, it was called Dreamwave Wrestling. It was a local uh, uh, territory that we had here that, uh, 
we were really uh, pretty high up in Independence. We yeah. Had, we brought in a lot of guys. Yeah. We had Ric Flair. We had uh, uh, Bret Hart, Rob Van Dam. Yeah. We had uh, uh, the Honky Tonk Man, one of my favorite pictures ever. Rick, Ric Flair was surprisingly just a really great guy. Uh, Kevin Nash was there. Yeah, he seems like he'd be a lot of fun at parties. Who's that? Ric Flair? Ric Flair. Oh. Ric Flair would be, would be a lot of fun at parties. I think Ric Flair five years ago would have been a lot of fun at parties. <laughs> <laughs> a little too much styling, a little too much profiling, and maybe some cocaine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly cocaine. Listen, if you watch if you watched Ric Flair's promos and you didn't think he was on cocaine, then you don't you you're you're oblivious to what's going on in the world around <laughs> you, you. Then you don't know what cocaine is. You, you know what though? <laughs> you, when you read back in the right. day, these guys would wrestle like during the week, four days during the week, and then like on a Sunday, Ric Flair would wrestle like a sixty minute marathon match and during the day and then go wrestle another one that night. I mean, just craziness, the, the, the amount of time they put in for 30 yeah, hours a week. Yeah, no, no, the, the, I mean, I'm going to tell you something. Those guys, those guys that do that stuff are, are, are crazy and they're, they're warriors. And, uh, but, uh, it's not surprising that they don't last very long when they get out of wrestling. Because the stuff that they put in their bodies to get to get through it, I think is it's got to be it's got to be crazy the cocktails that they're concocting. Well, oh, when yeah. you're on the road 280, 280 days a year, and anymore the stupid fans, all they want's that flippy shit that sucks. Uh, you, you know, uh, there's a reason. You know, I love the my favorite of all time was the Crusher. From a bar school, you know, from a bar stool in, in Milwaukee. And he was great, and he did no flips. He, he barely did punches. I mean, he was the goddamn crusher. But he told a story in the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did pretty good. I liked, I always liked, I, the, I liked him the, and Dick I, the Bruiser. I like to see those guys. And, and if you remember Kenny J, he was the one who always got his ass kicked every Saturday. Coco Brazil. Coco Brazil. Love Coco Brazil. Uh, I like, you know, like the independent guys. Like Darren Corbin does a nice job. Eric, Cor- or Eric Cannon. Those are guys who you're not going to get a ton of flips and all that crap, but they tell a really nice story in the ring, and, and they, they control the pace, and they don't have to put in 20 moves to look good. Huh. Okay, good to know. I'm trying to so, get Darren on the podcast. what else you got, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good little wrestling tangent that we went on. Yeah, yeah, well, we do that, all, we do that uh, about yeah. every other. Yeah, yeah, about every third. Uh, about every other, every third, we, we do a whole wrestling yeah, don't mess, tangent. Don't mention wrestling to us. Exactly. It's, it's a horrible 10-minute tangent yeah. you folks are going on. Yeah, that crazy train's going off the rails every fucking time. <laughs> we, we once spent like 10 minutes on, on the porn star Midori. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Yeah. About 10 minutes on Midori, the porn star. Jody Watley's sister. You did 10 minutes of what? Talk about Midori, the porn star. Oh, really? Yeah. That's Jody Watley's sister. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, he got his attention now. Yeah, look at that. Uh, um, now look who's awake. <laughs> I, never, I, I never met her, but I, when I, when, you know, I did, I was, I was, in my youth, I did radio and I bounced around to different places, like I told you guys, and I came across some really interesting characters when I was doing it. I remember there was a, there was a, a singer in alternative radio in the late 90s, early 2000s, Jean Jensen, and she was a softcore porn star. And she decided she was going to be a singer, which was great. Good for her. But I mean, when she performed live, you realized that all she had going for her was the fact that she was a softcore porn star. <laughs> like there was nothing else that was special. Okay. But I was lucky. I was lucky enough to be Jane Jensen's escort for the entire time that she was in town. Cause I was the morning guy. And somebody's like, who wants to walk around with Jane Jensen? I was like, me, me. I'm the morning radio host of the station. I'm the number one guy here. I'm going to hang out with the softcore porn star because this is like, I'm single. I'm like 20 years old, 21 years old. I'm like, this is, I can't wait for this. And, um, uh, I did get, I did get a, a sexy serenade dance from the stage from her and an invitation to her hotel room. Uh, although at the end of the day, I sat there and thought to myself, I always wanted to 
be with a porn star, but the idea of actually going through with it made me very, very nervous. Yeah. I was like, the amount of people that have been there up to this point, I would probably, like, who knows? I might turn, I might walk out of the hotel room fulfilled and happy and being like, wow, that was the best. And then just all of a sudden, it's like, it's like Thanos' snap. I just turn to dust and drift off into the air from all the diseases I just <laughs> picked up. So exactly. yeah, I, I turned her down. You know what happens is she positions you so you can look at yourself in the mirror, and when you go to put your dick in her mouth, it just goes to the side of her head. Yeah. Nothing really happens. <laughs> That's a She's soft part. She's soft part. <laughs> exactly. She'll ride your belly like nobody's business. <laughs> yeah. She was a pretty good singer. Hell of a body. Eh, kind of an okay singer. Yeah. That's pretty much all she had going yeah. for her. She will fuck your belly button inside out. I guess she won't be coming on our show anytime soon. Or she wouldn't be coming on anything. Yeah. Well, I will tell you. I will tell you who the uh, the nicest person in the world that you could talk to, because you guys are talking about some of the people you've talked to. The nicest person in the world that I've ever talked to, in all the places I've been to, and all the times that I've been lucky enough to have anybody. I had, you know, the comedian Louis Black. I had him come into yeah, my studio yeah, one yeah. time. Oh yeah, okay. I love Louis Black. And Louis, Louis. Oh, Lewis is a great guy. Lewis was not supposed to spend more than five minutes with me. He was he was in this he was in there and there were like maybe four or five different radio stations and it was like you're doing five minutes on this show, Lewis, and then you're doing five minutes on this one and five minutes on this one, and then you're gonna and then he had his show and he was doing a show with Doug Stanhope and it was like the warm up show before they filmed the next day in another town where they were gonna do one of his HBO specials and. And he came in and he fell in love with my co-host. I had a blonde co-host who was like in her young, early twenties, who had a who just loved hooking up with celebrities. Like she, you could just read it in her face. Like yeah. she just loved hooking up with the celebrities that came in. Okay, and um, like my wife, who was my girl, my girlfriend at the time, just just did not like her because she could tell she's like this girl will just I mean, like if there isn't a celebrity around, she might actually grab my boyfriend. Right. Like that was just that, that's kind of how she she felt about her. But Louis Black comes in and falls in love with her. And he sits in my studio for an hour. His handler's trying to get him out of the place. But he's in between the commercial breaks, he's getting her phone number. God bless him. So, but Louis is... I'm going to get our phone and he's number. he's sitting there long enough. He's, he's, he's laughing. And, uh, and he goes, uh, and he, and he goes uh, you know what? Uh, and he says right in the air, he goes, you know, I don't have anybody to introduce me. Have you ever done stand-up comedy? And I said, no, I've never done stand-up comedy. He goes, well, I need somebody to come on, and you need to do five minutes beforehand. You introduce me. And he said it on the air. So what right. am I going to do? I'm going to tell him no. And I'm like, all right, I'll go, I'll go show up. So now the whole day, the whole rest of the day, I'm like, oh, my God, i got to stand up on stage, and i got to do it. I don't know how to do stand-up comedy. I'm, I'm completely worried about this. But I sit down, and I write out some stuff, and I'm, I'm all nervous about it. And I'm sitting backstage, and it's and, and, and the first guy, Stanhope's on doing his thing. And there was a guy who was on who was like a local comedian before Stanhope. And now Stanhope's doing his thing, and I'm sitting back there, and I'm ready. I'm going on after Stanhope. I'm going in between Doug Stanhope and Louis Black. Holy I've never shit. done stand-up comedy in my life. All because Louis Black is trying to sleep with my co-host, and is figuring, oh, what the hell? I'll get this guy on stage. He could do his thing. It gives me I'll a get a blowjob from her. And I'm like, God bless you, Louis. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, he's got a whole plan, Louis. Right. And, and then all of a sudden, you get this 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 guy who comes over as a promoter, and he goes, "Okay, Louis, after Stanhope's done, this guy over here, who was the original guy that was on stage, the local guy, he's going to come on. And he's going to do the introduction." Louis Black goes, "No, no, no, I got this guy here. He's doing it." He goes, "No, Louis, th th this is how this is going to work. This guy's supposed to go on stage." He goes, "No, I promised Chris over here that he gets to go on stage." And and he goes, I told everybody who was on his radio show, and everybody was listening this morning. He's going to be on the show. So if he doesn't go out there, he looks like an asshole. So he's going on. And the guy starts arguing. Louis Black goes, I won't take the fucking stage. Louis <laughs> Black, who just met me that morning, now is like, fuck you. I'm not going on stage. He's like, I pick who goes on before me. He's going on before me. And I'm sitting there and I'm telling him, like, Louis, it's okay. He's like, no, fuck you. Sit down. You're not even part of this. It's going to be funny. He's like, fuck you. He's screaming. He's like, he's like, he's going on stage. So I'm like, all right, I'm going on stage. So. I look at the guy who was supposed to go on stage who thought it was going to be his big break, and I'm like, I'm, I'm really sorry. And the guy's like, uh, it's okay. And I go out there, and I, I do it. I, I, I always feel like I did a pretty good job. I People laughed, and I got to the end of the entire thing. And Louis Black came out on stage, gave me a hug, and told me I did a great job. And then he took us out that night, and he bought everything. He has always been one of the nicest people that I ever met, and he didn't even care that he didn't get laid that night from the from her. Oh, and he, nice. he, he called me, he, he would come on the show every once in a while just to visit me, and he would just be like, how
how you doing, Chris? We became really we became friends after that. Wow. Because of the it, all because of the fact that he stood up for me, and he was just such a nice guy. And I, you know, I mean, I, I I never have anything bad to say about him. Everybody, everybody always says, "Who's the best guy you ever met when you did an interview?" I'm like Louis Black, Louis hands Black. down, hands down. There it is. Adam, and he treated me. He treated I'm, me I'm, with I'm such so, respect. And I'm such really a nice so guy. happy to hear that too, because I just. I'm so happy to hear that because I just love Lewis Black. I think he's just, he's fucking great. I used to love to watch him on The Daily Show. He used to be a playwright. Yeah. That's how he started. Yeah, he didn't get famous at all until he was like in his 50s. You, you know, you He's know, like Rodney Dangerfield. It's funny because the, the nicest wrestler I ever met and was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, even though Dustin Sakurka fucked up my picture, Buff Bagwell. And he plays such an asshole in the ring. And he sits down next to me and we're talking and he's like, Hey, I'm, my name's Marcus and blah, blah, blah. And we talked and he told me how he got into wrestling and, and just, I got 30 minutes of just amazing one-on-one -on -one time and, uh, people come up and say hi to him and stuff like that. And, but you know, he's made it known. He was talking to me and it's like, wow, this is, this is awesome. That's cool. Then Dustin fucked up my picture. There, there you Talk go. Sucker. All right. We're going on 51 minutes. Chris, I need, cause I got another, I got another podcast that I'm doing after this one. Um, uh, you've got the floor, man. Tell us all about, uh, where people can send you money, uh, what platforms they can find you on, uh, whatever, whatever you want to pitch, brother. Is this like a telephone? Like people are just going to send me Exactly. Money. There's hope. Give. No, um, give to let, Chris. Let me, let me give you guys my little pitch if you don't mind. Um, uh, I do this little show called The Broadcast Basement that has always been just a hobby. And in recent months, we've started to really kind of ramp it up. And it's gotten a great following, even though we've never done anything big to try to get people to listen to it. And I would love it if your listeners that are out there, if they go and they take a look at the broadcast basement, you can find it on iTunes. It's the easiest thing. We're on Spotify as well. Uh, you know, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Okay. But the broadcast basement is always found at broadcastbasement.com. And we're launching a lot of really cool shows out of it. If you're a White Sox fan, Sox in the Basement is taking off. It's becoming like this. Uh, it's becoming almost like a little cult thing on Twitter right now where people are, you can see it growing. And now all of a sudden we're getting people that are coming on the show. And the White Sox are even considering starting to let us. They told me we're, we're going to by the end of you. the week. We think we're going to start letting players come on the show. <laughs> and now I've got this new show called uh, Growing Up on a Podcast with My Kids. Are the two oldest ones, and they just recorded their first episode this week, and it's going to be on. It's for kids by kids. I loved it. I thought it was great. I stayed out of the way. I think I think if you have kids, you're going to love that one. But you'll get all the details following the broadcast basement. Please listen to us. We call it beer fatherhood funny, and we have hashtagged it thirty minutes of good. That's the phrase that we've called. We've given it, and every week it's thirty minutes of good from the broadcast basement and broadcastbasement.com. And I really appreciate you guys having me on because I had a great time. You, know, you, and, you uh, I, uh, I, I, I have, wait, wait. With my friends because it's softball. And the I, I have a question, real quick. Do you think the White Sox want them to uh, to get their approval because they have more listeners than they have fans in the seats? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not good out there right now. It's not no. good. But you know what? I, I I think that with the with the prospects that are coming up, uh, I think that eventually when Makata gets here and Kopech gets here, I think after they drop a dumb truck full of money on Manny Machado's lawn in the offseason and shock everybody, you, that place is going to start filling up again. I, I really okay. like that Makata kid. My favorite sign. My favorite sign during the 2005 World Series was a guy who was standing out there in Game One. I was at Game One. You could see a guy in right field holding up a sign going, "What's the attendance in Wrigley tonight?" And that was always my favorite sign I ever saw at a ball game. Okay. Awesome, They'll awesome. Show up if uh, they win. And Denault just said thank you to you, Chris. Said thank you, Chris. Uh, she, she's loved you so. She's loved it, <laughs> loved the podcast. Um, so uh, and uh, we're uh, we're on uh, myworstholiday.com. Uh, click the Amazon link. Shop your little heart out. Uh, start using my link, Chris. And uh, uh, for all those cheese that your wife bought you. Exactly. And it's uh, myworstholiday at gmail.com if you want to send us a message. And submit Send boob pictures. That's right. And Not you, uh, Kepper. We're on, we're on TuneIn. We're on, uh, what the hell else? Stitcher. We're on iHeartRadio. And from a room next to my bathroom in my basement, this has been My oh, Worst Holiday. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>